Since its inception here in the United States, CB, the Chicken Band, Citizens Band, 11 Meters, whatever you want to call it, has been AM or Sideband. Well, guess what? Change is coming. FMCB? Yep, we're going to talk about it right now. What it means for you and your scanner. All units stand three. It now appears as though shots are being fired. All officers use caution. It has been confirmed. Suspects are armed and are firing at police. Welcome to Scanner School. My name is Phil Lichtenberger, and I've been scanning since about the time that I can crawl, thanks to my grandfather and my father, because there's always been a scanner radio in one of their homes and always within earshot. So I've been exposed to the scanner radio hobby forever, (laughs) forever and ever. But my point here and my podcast called Scanner School is here to transfer some of that knowledge that I have over to you and also to try and bring you something new every week about the scanner radio hobby. So today we are going to talk about the change that is pretty much happened already or happening in the United States when it comes to CB. This means FM on CB. Now, from what I'm reading, all you guys over there in the UK, this is nothing new. Right, You guys have been coexisting with AM and FM in your CBs for a long time. Other countries, I believe like Australia, your CB is on UHF, which would be like our equivalent here in the United States to either FRS or GMRS. And of course, that has been FM as well. But AM, amplitude modulation, sideband, upper sideband, lower sideband, that's been what we use here in the U.S., but let's talk about it. Let's about why the change is coming, how the change got here, and what this means for those of us who are listening to CB in our scanners. So why the change? Well, from my research, it looks like Cobra, which is probably one of the largest manufacturers of CB radio, petitioned the FCC to allow FM on CB. And Part 95 was amended just about a year ago. And I'm going to quote here from the FCC that basically says that from the FCC memorandum, opinion, and order on reconstruction or reconsideration, rather, WT docket number 10-119, issued July 15th, 2021. Wow, so that makes it two years. You know what? I wrote this podcast episode quite a while ago, and I'm just bringing it now to the surface to record it. I didn't realize I wrote this a year ago. So here we go. Two years ago at this at this point. And this is what the memorandum, opinion, and order on reconsideration would do. First of all, it will grant COBRA's petition requesting that the commission allow FM as an optional, optional modulation scheme for all existing 40 CB radio service channels in the United States with AM remaining mandatory. This will also grant Morrell's petition requesting that the commission allow automatic or periodic location and data transmissions in the GMRS and FRS frequencies. The commission's 
rules currently permit the transmission of location information and brief text messages initiated by a manual action and automatic responses from a location information. It will also grant Medtronic's petition requesting the correction of a typographical errors and rule changes in Part 95 Personal Radio Service Rules Report in order that inadvertently altered the substance of the Medical Device Radio Communication Service Med Radio Rules. The FCC's response to this was, after considering the additional information, we conclude that the allowing manufacturers to add FM as an optional modulation scheme will not substantially change the fundamental nature of CB radio service and will improve the user experience, as described by COBRA and President. How people use the service will not materially change or be expanded further. COBRA states that AM is a well-established operating mode that is unlikely to disappear even if we permit operations in FM mode. Continuing to mandate AM capabilities while permitting dual modulation will provide benefits to CB radio users who will have an additional modulation option while maintaining the basic user characteristics of that service. The addition of FM as a permitted mode will not result in additional interference because users who hear unintelligible audio on a particular channel can simply select another channel or switch modes. That's the FCC's response, and I'm quoting that response, by the way. So think about it this way. Why would COBRA and President petition the FCC here in the United States for FMCB? Well, they're building radios now, and they're building them two different ways. They're building them in for overseas, in the UK, in, in Europe, you know, European nations, with FM. And then they have to remove that whole module for sale in the United States. Don't forget, too, there are many radios in the United States that have a selector knob on there to go to no weather radio, which means they still need to have the FM part of the radio in there, but not able to be used for transmissions. Well, now, instead of having two versions of the radio, because Cobra and President petitioned the FCC they can now sell that same radio here in the United States, assuming that the same frequencies are being used on both sides. Now let's talk about CB and exactly where it sits on the spectrum here in the U.S. and think about it from a different point of view here. A lot of people use CB, and I believe the max output power is 4 watts, if I'm not mistaken. Maybe it's a little bit more. And it's in 11 meters. So it sits around 27 megahertz to 28 megahertz. 10 meters in amateur radio sits just above this, right? And a lot of people love 10 meters because at many times it's quiet and it's for local communication only. But when the sunspots are out and when certain things happen in the environment, right, 10 meters can open up. 10 meters can open up drastically. And you could talk further than you could normally on 10 meters. You could talk across the state. You could talk several states away. You can even go intercontinental if conditions are exactly right. And again, a lot of these people on 10 meters are putting out about 100 watts. Well, you get some people here on CB who like to get amplifiers and push out more than an illegal 
approved lots. And again, with the ability to run sideband and whatnot, I mean, it's not unheard of for people on CB to experience the same type of conditions that those on a maturity of 10 meters are experiencing as well. They can do a lot of DX on there. But 10 meters is a licensed band. 11 meters, or CB, citizens band, is open. You don't need a license to use it. And CB is still used a lot of times here by the trucking industry. And why do we use CB? Or why do they use CB? Well, first of all, it's to keep them occupied while they're driving. But again, it's also used for emergency use and also to give traffic and road conditions and also give a little bit of a heads up if anybody's watched Smokey and the Bandit. And if you haven't, mm, I recommend that movie highly. But again, it's it's how to find traffic obstacles or cops up ahead or something else that's happening. And CB is very dependent on where you live. Again, it may be very busy where you are. It may be just dead and quiet. Also, because CB uses AM primarily, it's susceptible to a lot of noise and interference. Now, on our scanner radios on VHF and UHS, how do we get rid of a lot of this interference? Well, we're going to tie up that loose end on the other side of this break. Yeah, quick podcast episode here. So for anybody who's a Patreon supporter at the $3 a month level, you don't get this upcoming break. Everybody else will catch you all in just one second. And if you want to support the podcast and receive the podcast early and commercial free, go to scannerschool.com slash Patreon. We'll catch you all in just a second. Chances are pretty good that you shop online and buy things online. So whether it's Amazon or eBay or ScannerMaster, maybe you got a new radio and you're going to buy new software from Butel. You can help support the podcast with your online purchases. If you use our support page before buying things online, you can support our show without it costing you a single cent. So before you buy your groceries, your golf balls, your socks, or maybe a new radio, software, or whatever it is. We would love it if you could use our affiliate links before you make that purchase. And this will help support the show at no additional cost to you. Go to scannerschool.com support to find out how you can help us out. Thanks again. Do you feel lost when it comes to the scanner hobby? Are you looking for someone to answer your questions? Do you have a new radio and you need help understanding how it works? Or are you working on a big project and need somebody to bounce ideas off of? Do you need a little bit more personal assistance than what you can get from an online community? And are you looking for somebody to dedicate their attention and their time to helping you out when it comes to getting you unstuck with whatever it is that you are struggling with when it comes to the scanner radio hobby? I'm here to do just that. See, you can book me for a session right now where I'll sit on Zoom and do a video or a screen share with you just as if I am sitting across the table and helping you out. You can book your tutoring session right now by going to scannerschool.com tutoring. I can't wait to help you out. Unication's G2 to G5 pages are great additions to your radio collection. Not only can they alert you with two-tone pager activations, but they can also monitor your local P25 simulcast systems that many scanner radios have problems receiving. And of course, many of our scanner school listeners are happily using their Unication pagers to scan their local trunk systems. How do I know? Because they've reached out to tell me. My company, East Coast Pagers, is an authorized Unication, Swiss phone, and Apollo pager dealer. We not only support departments and agencies, but also the home hobby user as well. Find us online at eastcoastpagers.com. 
All right, let's tie up that loose end. How do we eliminate some of the noise on our VHF, UHF radios? Well, we use PL and DPL. Now, could you imagine that on a CB radio? All the chit-chat and noise and garbage. <laughs> I'm sorry for anybody who's a CB, but, you know, a, a, lot of, a lot of the nuisance stuff that's on CB could disappear with FM if you implement PL and DPL. And this will effectively turn CB radio into a lower band version of FRS, right? The family radio service. So instead of having only a handheld radio with a fixed antenna for FRS, you could now have a mobile radio. You could now have a base radio. You can certainly have a outdoor antenna or a magma antenna. So this now does have a added benefit over FRS where you could actually use it further and I've used FRS while driving in a convoy, so to speak, right? A couple of cars driving together. And it works fairly well. But again, batteries, right? Other issues. CB can stay on. Be wired into your car. All good to go. But for those of us who don't really use CB, but are into monitoring everything that's out there, this, this causes a bit of a problem for us, you know, having FM CB. Because when we have our scanners and they come from the factory and you take them out of the box, we normally have predefined scan banks or scan search services. And they could be public safety, they could be weather, they could be marine, they could be aviation, and many times they also include CB. And when we search through the CB channels, all 40 of them, they're in AM mode. So this means now that our pre-canned receivable frequencies for CB are not going to work if somebody is out there using FM radio. So what do we have to do? Well, hopefully we can get a firmware upgrade from the sleepyheads over at Udidin or Whistler and they will patch the scanners to allow for the search banks to also include an AM and an FM position for one of each of the 40 channels. But if you want a bit more control over things, what you really should do or what I would recommend doing going forward now is set up your own search bank for CB. And of course, when you program in the CB frequencies, your scanner, because of the default band plan, is automatically going to drop these in as AM. Well, what you're going to need to do is you're going to need to now copy these 40 channels over as another 40 channels and set them for FM. This way, when you're now scanning the 40 CB channels in your scanner radio, not only are you scanning them as AM, but you're scanning them as FM as well. And that will help you scan anything you want, basically, in the CB portion of the band. Now, this won't work for anything that's sideband. You would need either a uh, software-defined radio or a more advanced receiver to do that, or even just a CB radio. But listen, for the most part, AM, FM, drop that in your scanner. It only takes 80 channels. Any scanner radio can do this one. I believe any scanner radio can. And it's another good reason to dust off your older scanner radios or even just the basic radios. So if you've got an old like SR30C, a BC, I guess 200 XLT maybe. I don't know. Did that one do AM? But there's a lot of old radios out there that we might have on our shelves that are collecting dust. And this is a good opportunity right? Drop in the CB frequencies. 
drop them in as AM and FM, and let us know if you hear any FM transmissions on CB. It's probably going to take some time, but it's a lot better to have this programmed into your scanner now than be surprised when all of a sudden you're trying to scan something and you can't make it out because your scanner's in AM mode and it's an FM transmission. And again, many people out there, they don't really understand the difference between AM and FM. They're just taking the radio out of the box and they're plugging in the cigarette lighter and they're putting the antenna on the roof and they just want to go cruising with their CB radio. So let me know. Have you heard of any FMCB in your neck of the woods or while you're driving? Join our Discord server, scannerschool.com slash Discord, and join the conversation with your fellow scan nerds. We would love to know if you're here in FMCB. Before we wrap up this week's podcast, I want to take a minute here to thank all of our Patreon supporters. Alan Gonzalez, Arthur Alchak, Arthur Heron, Bill Kay, Bob Robs, Bob Middleton, Brandon Sammons, Brian King, Chris Paris, Craig Harper, Dan, Daniel Chiavolella, Dave Pasco, David, David C., David Kuzneski, Denny Crotty, Dylan Heider, Ed Walsh, Edward Bramlett, Glenn Davos, Glenn Wright, Greg Johnson, I Hate Junk Mail, Jack Haycock, Jacques Berry, Jake Jacobson, James Broxson, James Felling, Jay Reed, Jeff Block, Jeff Chapman, Jeff McLeod, Jeff Waldrop, Jenny Taylor, Jim B., Jim Heinrich, John Kordoff, John Keel, John Sweeney, John Derby, John Goldenberg, Joshua Robb, Ken Newberry, Kenneth Fowler, Kevin Zwicky, Lenny Bauer, Les Stevenson, Lloyd R., Luke Hartnett, Mark Beebe, Mason Kramer, Michael Gorman, Michael Kroger, Michael Meadows, Mike Lopez, Mike Piltz, Nicholas Stenger, Paul Bowling, Paul Teal, Randy Young, Raymond Hill, Rich Palmieri, Ronnie Box, Scott Lefgrand, Thomas Giampino, Todd Glendie, and William Arcand. Find out more about Patreon and our support tiers by visiting scannerschool.com slash Patreon. Thanks again for listening. We'll catch you again next week. 73.